Hello and Croissant to the first ever episode of the Alternative Wales podcast. I am Ryan March and I am joined by Rodri Davis, a.k.a. Lieutenant Cool, a.k.a. Uganda, a.k.a. whatever the hell other <laughs> nicknames he's got. And the world famous uh, Tommy Kaus. How are you doing, boys? All right, right. right. Yeah, not too bad. Good stuff. All good, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Right. We're, we're, we're chancing our arm a bit with this, so bear with us if you're listening. It's our first time, uh, but we're just going to just gonna just vibe it and just get on with it. So, uh, how's your weekend been, Kaus? Yeah, very good, thank you. I had a nice little trip to Bala yesterday to uh, see Spirit of 58 Wales Supremo Tim Williams. Uh, quick plug in there for him. Not that he asked me to do it. I mean, like... I don't think there's a Welsh fan out there really that doesn't know who Tim is, but you know, <laughs> it all it all it all helps. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Rod, how's have you been this weekend? Yeah, not too bad. Look, I've uh, spent most of it indoors watching shit football, really. But uh, that's all, all you can all you can do at the moment. Yeah. Good Had a stuff. Half shower today, so that was all right. But uh, <laughs> how how are the uh, how are the, the you know how are the joints and stuff, Rod? And I know you. I know you struggle a lot with your joints and your body and stuff. Yeah, I've always got some sort of complaint going on, but you know, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm doing all right. Doing all right. I went, I went on a long run earlier, but uh, didn't put it on Instagram, so I'm not sure if it counts. But uh, oh yeah. no, definitely, definitely <laughs> doesn't count. Off shower. No, no, no. I'm afraid no. that's null and void, mate. No. Yeah, if it's if it's not on Strava yeah, or Instagram, then. Uh... Done. Doesn't count. It's, it's, it's on Strava, but I don't share that because it's embarrassing. But uh, no, <laughs> no one knows about it, so it can't count really. Can it? No. So, yeah. And the uh, Wim Hof shower was accidental because the brother took all the hot water. So uh, yeah. The, the joys of rural <laughs> rural West Wales. So I start the start the podcast off with a complaint because there'll be a lot more of that. Probably, but, uh, <laughs> talking as we mean to go on. Talking of complaints, uh, the, obviously yeah. the big the big news this week is is the Euros situation uh, with Baku and Rome kind of being on, not off. Um, I think most of us kind of wanted UEFA to make the decision for us, but now we've got to actually decide what the hell is going on and uh, what what are you thinking at the moment, boys? Well, for uh, me personally, uh, right, I um, well, I think I think Rod's made my decision for me on the uh, on the Baku trip, which I was more than happy with, really. Um, I, I'd yeah, I'd sort I, of realised a while ago that um, you know I don't I don't think even if we were able to go, what would it be like? I mean, having to possibly isolate and stuff like that. I'd, I just don't think it's worth it. Um, so I think our best bet this summer is probably. Uh, Find a good pub with an outdoor screen or whatever, and uh, and just enjoy the games there. I think. I messaged Kaus in the week because I was uh, made the decision to uh, return the tickets this week. Obviously, a bit of a blow, but like Kaus said, uh, it's not going to be much of a experience like twenty sixteen was. So I just thought uh, I'm not going to. It was pretty logistically hard getting to Baku last time we went. So I thought with the added stress of all this bloody nonsense going on that I thought uh, no I'd save myself that ass so I, I, had a, I had a ticket for Kaus for one of the games so I basically told him we're not going so <laughs> yeah well this is yeah. it isn't it I think like like you said Kaus you don't know what the situation is going to be like when we're there last thing I want to be doing is rocking up and spending six days in my hotel because none of the bars and restaurants are open but I'm, I think yeah, I might absolutely. chance my arm keep tickets because 
if there's Welsh fans there and I'm not there, I don't know if I'll ever be able to live with myself and look myself in the eye again. But I don't know. Yeah, it's, I I, comp- I completely that, get that. that, 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 was, I do. that it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? That was but... the dilemma, really. It is. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, that yeah. was the dilemma for. I I did really yeah. want UEFA to just go. It's, we're just going to play it behind closed doors. But you know, when have UEFA done the sensible thing yeah. ever? Really, yeah. have they? You know, so. Ugh. It'd be a different experience to 2016. I think nothing was ever going to touch 2016 in terms of uh, how it's you know how 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 we experienced it. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, think uh, I think as well. Anyway, with the with the format, and well, that was it. I think even before the pandemic, it yeah. was going to be a bloody nightmare, um, and yeah, it's just yeah. made it all the worse. I think what Rod said there is bang on as well. You know, I think um, we're, we're we're lucky in the sense that we had uh, twenty sixteen, and you know that that was the best experience probably of of most of our lives, I'd imagine. Um, but um, yeah, with, with the format as it is, it, it would have been good. But it would have been no. It it would have almost have been just like going to um, going to like uh, qualifying games really across Europe. It would have felt like that, I think, rather than the. Uh, yeah. I think the tried and tested format of tournaments in one country. There was nothing wrong with it. There was never any complaints about it. So why change it? But um, obviously UEFA being the the sort of organisation they are, money talks, and and they did that. Um, I think they. You know, when they made that decision, they were probably as far away from fan the man on the streets opinion, if you like, than uh, than ever. So, um, like I say, it's just another case of money men ruin the game, really, for me. Yeah, I think you're spot on there, cause like it's just like you said, it was nothing wrong with the original tournament idea. It's it's worked for fifty yeah. years. Why change yeah. it now? Yeah. Let you know, yeah. the G- Germany 2024. Hopefully we qualify for that that's a, that's the sort of tournament you want to go oh, to oh yes you know it, it's it's like france that would be absolutely yeah that would be absolutely brilliant right uh you know germany yeah it's it's a country i'd, I'd love to go follow wales to and um yeah like you say i think it would be a similar sort of uh um uh, no, not a big fan of the, the word vibe but uh, <laughs> a similar vibe to france really i'd have been happier with it being in fully in England and this format they've got now, even though I don't really yeah, want to go to the I, Riverside I... Stadium and all that, but who doesn't want a nice who doesn't want a nice weekend in Middlesbrough? That'd be absolutely amazing. Well, that's it, yeah. Yeah, from from Middlesbrough Bo- Fan Park, Lovely. from Bordeaux in 2016 to Middlesbrough in 2021, that'd be been... <laughs> some, yeah. some drop off. But we'll have to wait for Hamburg yeah. 2024 or, or oh yes, yeah. It, it wouldn't have been the same uh, having to go to England for the whole thing, but this this format they've got now with a pandemic on top, it's just a shit show, really. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, good uh, mixed news this week with the Wales women's side. They had two two games last uh, last week. They lost three nil to Canada. I watched that one. They were outclassed by a much better side, but a good result with with Denmark drawing one all. And Jess Fishlock scored one of the best Wales goals I've seen. Uh, since Harry Wilson's both two really good team goals um and it's nice yeah. to see nice to see the you know the women getting a good result in in the in the manager's first game how are you comparing the two Jess Fishlock or Harry Wilson Kaus? oh yeah i mean as you said they're very similar goals in many ways weren't they but um yeah what a goal that was Jess Fishlock i must admit i didn't watch the game it clashed with the Wrexham game so uh 
I saw the uh, I saw the clip of the goal on Twitter after the game, and um, oh yeah, it was absolutely breathtaking, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it's it's funny you you sort of uh, mentioned the two goals together because they were very similar in the build up and the finish. They they were quite similar goals, weren't they? Well, you know, yeah. after as as a Cardiff fan, after watching you know the shower of shit that is Cardiff for the last few years, it's nice <laughs> that when I when I tune into Wales that, that you know the teams are pulling off team goals like that. You can't complain. You know, hopefully, hopefully the women can build now on 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 sort of what they what they've done in the last few campaigns, and obviously you got the World Cup coming up, and fingers crossed they can qualify for a tournament because I think that's what the Welsh women's game needs now to go to the next step is is a tournament. Yeah, just yeah. imagine yeah. how brilliant that would be if, to actually get a women's side to the to the tournament, as you say. Um, I, I think it would be. Well, it'd be the biggest thing to happen for the women's game in Wales ever, wouldn't it? I think definitely, definitely. Yeah, you look at the impact that 2016 had on sort of um, you know the men's game. Obviously, the men's game, yeah. you know, whether uh, arguably is is a lot further ahead than the women's, but yeah, it it, it had a huge effect even on the on the fan numbers. You know, before the tournament, yeah. we we'd struggle to sell out the Cardiff City Stadium. Obviously, the crowds got bigger as we went on. Uh, but now that you know, not a game goes by really that that we don't sell out the Cardiff City Stadium. So, I think that's the yeah. key. And it's Australia in New Zealand in 2023, which sounds like a nice trip as well. So, oh, um, fantastic! That'd be a hell of a trip, yeah. That would be that would be special. <laughs> the, the the women's games, the women's games, massive over in America and Canada as well, it? So uh, you bring in Wales to a audience over there as well. So it's yeah. putting us on a big international stage. So. Yeah, and we all know That's what, what we all know what football can do, sort of um, just like in the wider sort of global politics, what football can do, and 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 just sort of give Wales that sort of uh, you know uh, put Wales in people's t- put, put Wales in people's homes that not normally would 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 even know where Wales is, and uh, and I think that's what no, Euro twenty sixteen did. So you know, if if the women can get to twenty twenty three. I think it, it could be huge for not even just Welsh football, but just Wales in general. Yeah, totally it's it's all positive, isn't it, Ray? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. What isn't positive at the moment is um, is what's going on with some of the Welsh clubs. Um, Cardiff, they're on the beach. I think the less said about Cardiff, the better at the moment. Seasons dwindled out, didn't start well. 11 games unbeaten Mick McCarthy gets a new contract one has won one since so um, he's on the beach now he's on the beach well they can't go well, the only beach they'll be on this summer is Barry Island because <laughs> none of them can even go away um, so the less said about Cardiff the better for now Newport are hanging in there I think they lost the top of the league yesterday Cambridge um, but they're hanging in the playoffs but that league is I was looking at the league table earlier Very tight is an absolute disaster. Fifteen teams could get in the playoffs, you know. Yeah, I think I don't think there's a single team in that league yeah. that can't go up or down at the moment. It's um, oh, that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, and then um, the Swans are starting to stutter. They had a good result last week and then managed to salvage a point. Obviously, Norwich are now up, so that's the automatics are slipping away. So I guess they've just got to try yeah. and you know find as much momentum for the playoffs. But those playoffs are looking nasty. You know, Barnsley look like a great Champions side. Bournemouth are hit in form yeah, at the right yeah. time. It's going to be a uh, yeah. I think I think you're bang on, right about um, you know playoffs. Playoffs really is is all about hitting form. You know, April May time, isn't it? Mm. Um, you know, it's yeah. it's almost you almost look and think, yeah, and you almost look and think, you know, 
a team can can finish third. You know, it's been said a million times before they can finish fifteen points ahead of the team in sixth place and still not go up, and the team in sixth go up. It's it's such a lottery. Um, but I th- I think to be honest yeah. with you, I think uh, Steve Cooper's done a fantastic job there. Um, I think. He, yeah, he started yeah, to have right. a bit of criticism. Uh, he had a bit of criticism when they lost four in a row, didn't he? But um, I think overall he's done a brilliant job there and um, I think they need to try and tie him down, I think, the Swans, personally. Yeah, I was just going to say, there's some tough teams in there, though, aren't there? Oh, big time. Bournemouth I mean, and Brentford. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it says yeah. a lot about the sort of the state of the, the season this season that obviously Norwich walked it. Watford, you know, they were stumbling a bit, but they've sort of, tried, you know, they've really... You know, got their heads down and and they're going to go up now. And obviously, Bournemouth look pretty good for the playoffs. That 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 small gap, those Premier League sides, I think, have benefited, or the relegated Premier League sides have benefited yeah. so much from having the short summer, not losing the amount of players they maybe normally would. Um, yeah. And I think obviously sides like the Swans, Cardiff is another example, um, uh, who 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 went all the way last year. Um, into the playoffs and you know they haven't they've stuttered so much this season and I think the thing with the championship is consistency is is everything isn't it if you can put together you know good spells of results without having the dips you're going to be there or thereabouts yeah yeah absolutely I mean you you look at um, you look at Cardiff don't you Ryan and um, you know for a large part of the season Cardiff have actually been quite poor haven't they oh yeah just, just that, just that run of form after just that bump they had under under McCarthy first few games, it's it put them in the mix. I know they've fall, fallen off a bit now, um, but it really put them in the mix. And it just goes to show you put a little run together, mm. uh, and you can go up quite easily. You can be average for seventy five percent of the season. You well, this put is that it. Run together. Yeah. This, this is there. it with Cardiff. Is I can only think of two good runs we had. We had the four games mm. under Harris. I think we beat Watford. Yeah. Uh, we smashed Luton. I can't remember the other two results. And then we had the the eleven games under McCarthy where we didn't lose. That's fifteen games out of forty six games. I can yeah. you know then the odd win here yeah. and there. So that's all you need yeah. is is to just put as much as many runs as possible. And that's what Swansea have done, and they've kept yeah. it so tight. And like you said, credit to yeah. Steve Cooper, considering it's his first senior job in management. You can't fault yeah. the job he's done with with the budget he's had. Um, and I know Swansea fans probably won't like it, but he's, he'd be my choice for sort of the next long-term Wales manager. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he's got to be he's got to be in the equation, hasn't he? For me, um, you know, certainly, I think I think we'd all hope to have a Welshman in charge, wouldn't we? Ideally, mm. um, and I think certainly he'd he'd probably be the number one candidate at the moment. Um, you know, that you talk about maybe Nathan Jones and. And people like that, you know, I know Mark Hughes is out of work, but you'd you'd rather see a young, up and coming Welshman rather than have the the old tried and tested. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to use the word dinosaurs; it's a bit harsh. But you know, your Pulis and your Hughes. Yeah. You know, it, it's not really a path I'd want to go down, really. But um, but yeah, certainly, I think you're right there, Ray. I think Steve Cooper would definitely be an equation for the Wales job. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's got the international credentials, he obviously did well with England, and he's a good coach. Yeah. And I we don't think... talk about that though, right? Yeah, true, of course. <laughs> but you've got to be, you've got to be a good coach, I think, at international level, because you are you're working with who you've got. You know, you, you can't be a good manager in terms of bringing yeah. in players. So I think I think he would be perfect yeah. for the role. I mean, I'm not. I mean, the likelihood of Giggs taking on his role is 
quite limited now, but Robert Page obviously deserves a crack at it. But I think Steve Cooper is definitely going to be a future Wales manager. Yeah, yeah. Robert yeah, Page now definitely. for two years. Robert Page for two years, I reckon, and then we'll get Bielsa in because he won't be at Leeds for longer than two years, probably. <laughs> well, yeah. So if, if anyone doesn't know, if anyone doesn't know, Rod Rodri is a uh, is a Leeds fan and obviously worships the ground that uh, Bielsa w- walks on. So. Uh, so yeah, magic I mean, man. He's magic. I, I do like me some Bielsa. I, I, I I'd have him at Wales. If he's gonna leave, he may as well go to Wales. I think we love him. Uh, there's definitely worse people. Uh, yeah, I, 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 World Cup glory. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan Am of I Bielsa, and uh, you know myself. And uh, to be honest, I think anyone who can get Tyler Roberts looking like uh, looking like a world beater, I think he's the man, isn't he? No offense to Tyler Roberts, of yeah, course. We love him. The other, the other interesting thing about football at the moment is the title race in the Cymru Premier is hotting up. Uh, both sides are neck and neck at the moment. I think TNS's uh, goal difference is about plus 60, and that is no exaggeration. Um, but Connors Key and TNS are, are, you know, are finally, there's, there's title races in the, in, in the Cymru Premier, which is nice to see. So, Rod, who, who do you want to see win, win the Cymru Premier, and why is it Connors Key? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the uh, you've answered it for me and you've answered it for everyone else, really. New, yeah. Connor's key is in Wales. TNS isn't, so that's pretty pretty much my uh, reasoning behind it. I'll be honest, with you the Welsh Premier. My uh, interest in it peaked when uh, Intercable Tell and all them were around, but uh, obviously it's <laughs> nice to have a challenger for TNS these days. And uh, taking a look at the table, it's it's uh, uh, what. Uh, Neck and neck in it, apart from the goal difference. So yeah, I think so, I think uh, I think the league the league is 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 really exciting at the moment. Obviously, I've I've been following it a bit more this season now, and the the standard since the intercable tell days days unfortunately is much better, um, and it's key this year that the, I think the clubs need to perform in Europe um, when it comes to it because it's not yeah. been good enough in in recent years to sort of move the domestic game forward. Um, but and hopefully because the whole we'll, league we'll, is getting stronger, we'll agree to disagree on that. Because uh, ninety-eight, ninety-nine, Barrytown, fair play. Let's let's come off it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fly yeah. In there. I, I can't can't fault can't fault Barrytown those days. I remember uh, checking CFAX for the Cardiff scores coming across the, the Welsh Prem, and Barry would be uh, running away with it every time. I think, I think Avion Williams yeah. with another six goals. Yeah, winning winning seventeen nil away at Aberystwyth and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think uh, I think I think Rill needs some lovers. Uh, Rill Rill had a good good uh, spell of it. You know, R.I.P. Rill. But um... yeah, Rill Rill were excellent. Uh, I remember I used to go and watch the odd uh, Rill game and. Um, yeah, and and the Bangor City side of uh, two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, I think it was, or it might have been the season after, and the Neville Powell. Um, there's been a few good sides yeah. over the years, um, but it, yeah, I think it's yeah, only yeah. really TNS, TNS over the years who have had that longevity. Unfortunately, um, I'm not going to go in too hard on TNS, and uh, you know I agree with uh, with Rods and you, Ray. I do, I do wish, uh, I do hope that. Connors Key will win the league this year, which I think they're I think they're in a good position too. It's gonna to be a it's gonna be a close call. Um, I think, but I, um, sorry. No, I think the, I was just gonna say I think the massive issue, like you said, about sort of 
there's a lot of teams who've burned bright and just faded away to obscurity yeah. over the years is because the the prize money in the, in the league isn't great but the money in yeah. Europe is so much bigger that yeah. they, these teams who qualify a few times on the bounce end up relying so much on it and when yeah. they drop off then they can't continue to pay that money because you know it's you're not getting the the income from from the from the from the European competitions like normal yeah. and i think that's what, yeah. what why so many clubs have just suffered because you look at that Barry Town side you know they they went yeah. all the way and they just disintegrated and now luckily they're back again but you you say real Banger, Clanetli, all of these clubs who who've sort of dominated for periods, they've all sort of found themselves in financial ruin. And like you said, TNS really are the only ones who've had success and yeah. and sustained it. So it's all credit to them, but yeah. they play in England, so what do I care? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, uh, TNS <laughs> have have underperformed massively in Europe. Um, you know they they've 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 lost to teams from the Faroe Islands and uh, you know and I know Barry lost to his side from the Faroe Islands last year as well but CNS have really underperformed and that's been bad for the coefficients as well. Mm. Um, so you know I don't want to go in too hard on them. They've they've been a great side over the years, but um, you know really you'd hope that our better sides would have had a bit more success in Europe than what they've had. Um, certainly, you know, like I say. Uh, TNS have, have been spending huge amounts of money but t- to be honest with you I think one one place where we really fall down uh, in Wales is uh, I think so we, we play against these sides who quite often certainly in Scandinavia and places like that they're already 10 games into their season whereas we're off, just coming off the beach straight to, to play these teams who you know who are who are better than us on paper, and they're they're already into their season. So, you know that the hand that we're dealt really uh, doesn't really help us out. I've I've been a bit of an advocate yeah, them, over the years for, them for, for them, summer football. Yeah, yeah so, them qualifying games they always fall right at the start of pre season or yeah, you know, absolutely. even before that sometimes. So, so yeah, it's, I, it's I, just... I, I was looking at the dates for the for this one coming up, and it's I think it's July the eighth is the first leg, so the season's going to finish just at the end of May and you've got literally June then it's almost pointless even even stopping training because you know you're going to have to go all the way yeah. through um, yeah. and start the and I, I think the debate on summer football has gone on a, on a long long time and, and I think it'll always be talked about and I definitely think it's a viable solution I mean I think the only the logistically further down the pyramid is where it suffers because obviously so many clubs use cricket pitches etc for yes and they, yeah. and they they won't have goalposts uh up. but this there's got to be a way to work it to strengthen i think i think the league's benefited from cardiff and swansea doing so well that obviously a lot of their youngsters are now up for grabs after after the season you know after the season after they release them at the end of their sort of academy life i know this this the southern teams have benefit from that you look at Barry yeah. Barry squad and Pendabont squad there's a lot of yeah. old Swansea and Cardiff academy lads so hopefully it's on the up but I, it's just they've just got to start doing it in Europe now um, otherwise we're going to yeah. really get affected by the coefficient and we'll lose a spot and that could be you know detrimental. well yeah we, we've already I think I think from next season right I think we uh, we've lost a spot starting from next season oh, so it, it has already happened blow. is it I thought it, I thought it was based yeah, on this yeah, season yeah no we, we uh, no um, I think we've kept the spot for the for the next season coming up now yeah. but after that 
uh, we will lose a spot. Um, I think I'm right in saying that. So, yeah. so that's that's a massive blow, um, you know. And and obviously it's um, it's been quite exciting over the last few years uh, with the playoff system that they've got. Um, mm. Sort of seeing, you know, it, it gives teams a chance from sixth place, you know, um, to to have a crack at Europe, you know. Um, but that's that's going to be uh, they'll have to rejig that a bit. Obviously, losing the place next year, so. We'll yeah, I mean, entertainment-wise, uh, Cymru Premier is fantastic. I mean, mm. I watched I watched Cardiff on Friday night against Reading, and it was drab as you'd expect. And then I watched yeah. Penabon TNS yesterday. It was only one nil, but like both both teams try to play football. It was a really competitive yeah. game. You know, the la- it's not it's not a it's not like a glorified Sunday league like you know maybe it might have uh, been in the past anymore. Yeah, it, 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 I think you're right, Ray. I think it was in the past. I think that's that's not being disrespectful. The standard was quite poor in the past, but certainly the standard the, having having a twelve team system has definitely improved the league. There's no doubt about that. Mm. Um, it's I think it's just a case of. I think for the supporters, maybe playing the same teams four times a season, I think maybe that has affected the interest uh, somewhat. But um, but certainly, you can't argue that the standard has, has raised massively over the last 10 years. One thing I will say, though, is the coverage is uh, better than ever. Because, you know, you've got the Saturday yeah. evening kickoffs yeah. and all that. This, so it's always good to uh, sit down and watch a pick, a pick a random game on a Saturday evening. Sit down I, watch them. I've got no, I've got no um, dog in the race really. But uh, yeah, I, a big big credit to Scorio. They make the they make the games feel like big events. You know, even even though yeah. they are, um, you know, there's no crowds obviously at the moment. But even even in normal times, the crowds are small. But Scorio do make it feel like you're watching sort of a Premier League match or or a Championship match. So all credit to Scorio. Oh, yeah. And to be honest, most yeah. of the games are more entertaining than what's served up at that time on, a, on oh, in the Premier League. You know, you've got like Chelsea, Man U, nil nil, and you've got yeah. uh, ball boy falling yeah. off a deck chair in the Welsh Prem. Yeah, I know what I'd be. I'd rather watch. I know what I'd rather watch. Now we're going to go on to our feature. Uh, called Wrongen of the Week. So the premise is we're all going to pick our Wrongen of the Week, someone or something that has, uh, has you know, pissed us off somewhere along the line this week. Um, and then you, the listener, will vote for them on Twitter uh, to see who becomes this week's Alternative Wales Wrongen of the Week. So, Rodri, we'll start with you. Who are you nominating for your Wrongen of the Week? Right, uh, a bit of a tricky one because I've made a small list of uh, it's quite rich pickings this week, so I, I don't really, I still haven't really decided who I'm going for. But uh, you've got like, I don't know, I want to nominate Andrew Arty Davis every week because I just don't like the guy, <laughs> robot potato of a man, motionless when he talks to the media. You know, he's just a he does frighten me. Robot potato. All right. I saw that clip, <laughs> clip of him. I think it was on Andrew Marr earlier, and uh, none of his body moves other than his mouth. He is dead. Yeah. He so, is I'm, frightening. I'm gonna hold the, his nomination back a bit because he's sure to pop up in the next few weeks oh, with some shit that comes out of his mouth. Uh, <laughs> and the bollish, they're gonna be hot on the agenda soon, and they yep. yeah. Um, there's that travel writer. 
I saw he abused the Welsh language being used on flights to Cardiff yes. Airport. Yes, so good shot. About, thought about including yeah. him, so I think I'm going to go for him because we may as well start with someone who's petty and small-minded, you know. What What was his name? Okay. I don't even know his name. Yeah, Me there we go. I don't think he deserves to be named. I don't think he deserves to be named. He's no. the, yeah. we, our, our, uh, our feelings toward him should be so strong that we won't even mention his name. No, So I, there you go. Yeah, that, let's leave it at that, I think. <laughs> Jeff Monoglot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one, one language who's, that's what you call him. <laughs> yeah, Nigel Bigot. I did hear... <laughs> Attacks on the Welsh language happen so often. I'm sure I could nominate someone every week, but I'm just going to start off with like a blanket. This is a nomination for anyone who has any problem with it being used in Wales or on things that are linked to Wales. You know what the hell yeah. is the issue? Like you don't go to France and complain that they're using French. You know it's it's just uh, yeah. b- baffles me continuously. And you know I'll, I'll never understand it. It just does not no. make any sense to me. Like it, it it's it's because we're seen by them as a country all as part of their country basically so we are kind of you know they 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 we shouldn't be different from them the way we are we should be towing the line kind of thing and it's i don't that's the only reason i can see behind it because it's just totally i uh, i completely agree with you Ross. i think th- i think they just want us to to know our place and yeah. just 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 sit there and be their playground that's what they yeah, want basically mm. we're that's the, the end we're, game for them. we're one big holiday park and we should yeah absolutely yeah, i think uh, michael sheen said it best in that i think it was the raymond williams um lecture he did i think a few years ago and he said yeah. it's accommodate 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 that's what we're there yeah. for yeah, why they keep doing it to be honest with you i know uh, well i think he's he's a worthy nomination for the first nomination into wrong another Definitely. week so uh Kaus, who have you got right i've got uh, i've got two things written down here um, I've got uh, the British media, um, and I've got that was Dean on my Keats. List, yep. Dean Keats. Yeah, I've got Dean Keats as well. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, a bit, a bit of a wide ranging uh, pair there, but I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna poor bottle old, poor the old British Dean press uh, because, like, like Rodri, I think the British press could possibly uh, pop up every week. So I'm gonna keep that to one side for now. Um, so I'm gonna be a slightly less controversial. And say uh, say Dean Keats because um, it's very selfish, uh, very selfish reasons. Uh, because I um, I called Dean Keats out last week and uh, on his team selection and various other things, the, the way he zips his jacket up and stuff like that. And uh, basically, he's made me look an idiot because we've gone and won four nil two games in a row. So um, yeah, you know, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm very, very happy that we've won two games 4-0 in a row. But it doesn't look good for me, Dean. Uh, you've made me look like an idiot here, <laughs> uh, which isn't hard. I appreciate that. But, um, yeah, uh, but a long way it continue. Obviously, being a big Wrexham fan, um, we've been in that league far too long. Uh, and, you know, if it means me looking like an idiot, I'll take that all day long. So, um, yeah, Dean, carry on doing what you're doing. Keep making me look like an idiot, please. These, these these videos you do, Kaus, uh, I'm I'm pretty. I think it would be a pretty safe bet to suggest it will culminate in a restraining order or. Yeah, yeah, so, I, think like so, mate, I think so, mate. I think so. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> it's becoming a thing where I'm looking that much of an idiot 
uh, every game that I'm, I'm almost wanting Wrexham to lose now, <laughs> just so I can say, ha ha, I told you so. Uh, but but you, yeah, you're losing, no, carry you, it on, Dean. You're losing all the, the small amount of credibility you had, Kaus. Yeah, I, it's slipping well, away. I, I think I think that ship sailed a long time ago, right? To be honest, but uh, are you, are but you, yeah, are you, are you still waiting on that uh, shipment from Lithuania, the Keats outfits? Uh, are they arriving? Yeah, yet, yeah, I, I am. To be honest, um, uh, someone someone there someone rang me from Lithuania. Actually, said they were blaming the Suez Canal when I pointed out they don't use the Suez Canal. They uh, they put the phone down. So uh, I'm sure so, yeah. I'm sure they'll arrive just in time for uh, for Wrexham to win the playoff final. And then, for the uh, promotion party, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I like you yeah. thinking right. Yeah, I just on the town. I just realised we never even. <laughs> <laughs> just realised we never spoke about Wrexham. I got too caught up in the championship to talk about the yeah, real I good was... news story. Um, Wrexham have won four 0 twice in a week. Kaus, tell me about it. What's going on? Yeah, like I said before, I um, yeah, Dean Keith has made me look like a, a prize one basically, uh, but. No, absolutely over the moon. I, I watch I watch all the streams, as you know, pay a fortune to bloody watch them, uh, which is tough because I earn rubbish wages. But um, I, uh, it's been a weird season, right? It's been really strange because I don't, I still don't feel like we've played very well at all. But here we are, two games in a week. After losing three in a row, we go and win 4-0 away from home twice. Um, so it's just classic Wrexham, really. We sort of... We fall away and you think, well, that's that for another season. And then all of a sudden they get your hopes back up just to inevitably dash them again. As um, they say, so it is the hope that kills you. It is, it is. And there's there's a there's a saying in the Wrexham area, uh, we live in hope and we die in Kairgula. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> certainly that at the moment, mate. Right, so my pick for, um, for wrong another week this week is uh, Michel Platini. Um, and UEFA basically decide just for decided that the the format of Euro 2020 um, it was a bad idea then it's an even worse idea now I don't know who it benefits it, it it no no one is benefiting from it other than probably UEFA's back pockets um, the pandemic has just made it worse and the fact that they 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 they're holding on to the idea of still doing it. Um, it's just such a shame. We had such a good time in France in 2016, and we knew we knew it would never be as good. But I'd like to have thought we would have had stuff that was, you know, close to it. But I know the pandemic hasn't helped things. But even in normal circumstances, it would have been a terrible idea. So yeah, Michel Platini for me. He's going in uh, as my nomination just because of that awful tournament yeah. idea. Yeah. Well. Very worthy, had, very had worthy nomination there, as well. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think the fact that we were supposed to play in Baku and and Rome, in what in what sense in in what world is that supposed to be a good idea? Especially like with with climate change being such a big thing, and I know it's football, but thousands of fans are going to be crossing Europe on, on planes. Imagine the carbon footprint of the tournament. I know. Do, do you know, do you know what? That's, that's a, that's a really good point actually, right? That's, that's yeah. not, that's not something that's even cropped up yet. I mean, there's so many different uh, points that I've heard being made and, and reasons why it's such a bad idea. The global pandemic, it's just the whole thing. I mean, surely, you know, 
it's it's almost like they they're just digging their heels in and going, no, we've made the decision, we're mm. sticking by it. It's stubbornness why it's still going ahead in places like Baku. Surely the pandemic, if nothing else, should have dictated that we have it all in one place. And you know, let's be honest about it. it the, from start to finish, and you're talking this decision was made years ago. It's been a complete shit show. And uh, and like I said before, um, you know, we, we're the ones that suffer, the fans, the match-going fans. Mm. I'm just happy that we had 2016 uh, because Absolutely. otherwise yeah. I, I think we'd, I think we as Wales fans would all be furious, wouldn't we? Yeah, imagine yeah. if you're a Scotland fan now. I mean, luckily Scotland yeah. would have been playing in Glasgow. But, I mean, they haven't qualified yeah. for a tournament since 98. I know it's a bit longer than yeah. we, it's a bit less than what we waited but still, yeah, yeah. you know, that's that's it's yeah. it's 20, 22, 23 years since they, they were in the yeah. tournament and now they've got this shower of shit. We had the Euros I, uh, in twenty sixteen in France, didn't yeah. we? So we've got that. I just feel sorry for the next generation because uh, twenty thirty two in Riyadh in Saudi Arabia doesn't quite have the uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> same appeal, does it? So I felt felt really sorry. Yeah. I felt really sorry for Scotland um, but then I remembered that Joe Jordan's a thing. So yeah, um, absolutely I, I fair enough. My my sympathy completely disappeared after. Yeah, that. fuck them. Sorry o- to my o- Scottish o- mates. Hope it's a shit tournament <laughs> for them and everyone else. Really, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Hope, ba- they, we, hope we... they enjoy watching the tournament in Fife. <laughs> <laughs> we, I've said it. We've we've touched on it already, but it's just a, it was a shit idea from a shit bloke, and the way UEFA are going. It's not going to get better. I mean, reading this, you you know, the European Super League the, stuff. The way football's week. going. Yeah, the way football's going in general, I think it's just it's not enjoyable anymore. Yeah. You know, I think it's why I've loved international yeah. football over Sanitized the years. Sanitised bollocks. It's one of the reasons I have loved international yeah. football over the years is it's, it is the purest... I think you might have even tweeted this this afternoon, Kaus, about how it's the purest form of the game. Yeah, I saw that. Because, you know, the, yeah. there's no yeah. money involved as such in terms of player money. Um, and you sort of... Yeah. You, you've got what you've got. But even then, you know, yeah. stuff like th- this tournament... Um, it just just, just takes the shine off it, you know, and that's that's yeah, why I love yeah. I love following Wales, and I'll always be Wales over club because yeah, I can I can you know relate to these boys, you know, they've all they all went to the same schools as us, or yeah. you know they all played for the same youth clubs as as the fans, and um, yeah. that is why I love international football, um, yeah. and it's just it's, decisions like this just make it just a little bit more difficult to. You know, yeah. it's just another nail in football's coffin. Um, I, I completely agree with what you're saying there, Ryan. Um, I think, I think also, I think at boardroom level, obviously, still international football has has got its corruption clearly. Um, but but yeah, on the field, and you're talking about the individuals involved on the pitch, the players, the the management, whatever. They're not there for the money like like some are in in club football, and um, and you can't really, you know, there's not there's not so many occasions where you can question the loyalties. Um, more often than not, uh, the guys are there because they want to play for the shirt. There's certainly, you know, there's not the paycheck involved as there is in club football, is there? So, uh, yeah. and I, I'm the same as you, Ray, as well. I, you know, I'm a huge Wrexham fan, but I I I am a Wales fan first and foremost. And I've always said that as much as I am a big yeah. Wrexham fan. It, uh, it will always. I think you're probably the same prods as well, aren't you? Yeah, definitely, all the way. Uh, and if we're not going to feel sorry for Scotland with the whole Joe Jordan thing, it's, it seems <laughs> like uh, North Macedonia throughout there. Uh, they've qualified. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. them, you know, they're I can't imagine they're too chuffed at having to travel all over Europe rather than go to one place. Isn't it? I yeah. can't yeah. imagine they're 
exactly flush with cash like the bloody UEFA execs or mm. seem to think we are. So, I mean, that's another thing. Is like, is I don't know in terms of the costs of it. I mean, for the FAW to charter the plane out there and uh, to Azerbaijan and then back to Baku, uh, back to Rome, even and the the cost for the for the for the com- uh, competing nation, surely they're subsidised at some point. But you know, it's 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 farcical. You know, Whereas in France they were able to get one base in Dinard, yeah. they do the trips to the games, and yeah. it's it's simple. Whereas you can't base yourself anywhere because there's no we we might no be base. back in we might be back in Baku for the quarterfinals, and you never know you know Armenia yeah. the war might have kicked off again. That that's also another. Well, this is this is another thing we've not mentioned <laughs> so, is the fact that they're yeah. still they're still a, a, coming off the the back of a of a war. You know, yep. yeah. and they, and they they're hosting this tournament. Um, Political I, turmoil. Yeah, it's, it's only, uh, exactly. It's, it's, it's like it's like people are throwing these these statistics and facts and, and opinions at, at UEFA, and it's like they're in their own. It's like they're living in a cave, mm. and they're just completely oblivious to what's going on in the world around them. And they're just like, no, no, everything's going to be fine. It's almost like that meme where you see a dog sitting in a fire in a house and going, you know, everything's yeah. fine. Just ignore it. Everything's fine. And it, it's, it is almost like that, isn't it? They're, yeah. they're just completely blinkered as to what's going on. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. So there we are. There's your three nominations for the first ever Alternative Wales wrong of the Week. You can pick Nameless Bloke, who slagged off the Welsh language on a plane. Dean Keats. For doing cows dirty, uh, <laughs> and Sorry, Dan. Uh, and Michelle Platini, um, and UEFA in general. So um, uh, the the vote will probably go out Friday afternoon on our Twitter. Vote for who you think's the it's... the biggest wrong of your week, um, and they, they'll win the first ever alternative Wales wrong of the week award. Right, so the next feature is uh, the Alternative Wales soundtrack. Uh, so every week, one of us is going to come with a, a track from a Welsh band or artist, old or new, something uh, the others may not have heard before. Um, and we're just going to chat about it, and hopefully uh, you, the listener, can find your new favourite Welsh band, and, and we'll just give some, you know, the talent we have in this country um, a little bit of... Uh, little bit of a spotlight. So, Rodri's picking this week. Uh, Rodri, what have you got? I've gone for a band from Cardiff. I'm sure a lot of people have probably heard of them, but some people won't have. So, uh, my name is Ian, I've gone for, and I've gone for one of their newer ones. It's For Love. And that was For Love by My Name Is Ian. I first came across My Name Is Ian um, a few years back. Um, a friend of mine was going to a festival in Cardiff with their parents. Um, and I remember them saying that uh, their parent or father, uh, Ian, wanted to see My Name Is Ian because his name was Ian. Um, and he liked the name. Uh, did point across. Yeah. 
<laughs> didn't didn't know didn't know anything about them and he said they were great and i remember checking them out and the first song i heard was um in the best case scenario we die at the same time and i loved it yeah, that's a great um idea. it's it's a it's a proper feel-good song despite the sort of the morbid title so yeah i think they, they've been quite well known for some of their sort of more um interesting song titles I think look, looking back uh, on some of them, you yeah. got songs like "Either Slugs Are Getting Faster" or "My Brain Is Getting Slower," or "The First Bomb Dropped in Berlin During World War Two Killed the Only Only Elephant in Berlin Zoo." So they really touch on on the serious subjects that you know a lot of people don't want to talk about. So yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, th- these these are topics that need to be discussed, and uh, fair yeah. play to the lads; they're they're brave enough to do it. Absolutely, they're topics that the uh, British media. Or so-called British media like to brush aside, so it's nice to bring yeah. some exposure and attention to them, isn't it? So yeah, they do cover they do cover the important stuff. Yeah, the one I was gonna the one I was gonna choose was uh, I've never seen a badger who looks like that, which is just a ninety-second song about a badger chasing a cat. So if you want to check that one out as well, because that's an absolute that's a brilliant song. But uh, yeah, they've got a load of absolutely nonsensically titled songs. I but this one. I chose it just because it was a first listen and it immediately kind of struck me the the tune to it basically and it drew me in and seen as it's a new one I thought I'd bring it to people's attention and yeah it's, it's a bit different to their normal stuff it's a bit more it is, I say yeah. I say it's a bit more serious it's a bit less tongue in cheek um, and it's got a bit more sort of a dancey vibe to it but I really liked it um, I was shocked when I heard it because obviously I'd only heard um, some of their other stuff and. Uh, yeah, I'm all for it. I think it's I think it's fantastic. Kaus, what are you what are you thinking? Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Right, to be fair, um, yeah, uh, like like uh, like I say, big fan of the Stone Roses, um, and that that was you know it's it sort of got that sort of vibe to it. Um, second time we've used vibe tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was it, it's it's right up my street. To be fair, it's, it, like you say, bit of bit of a dancey uh, dancey feel to it, a uh, bit of an up tempo. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Um, I can just I, imagine, I, uh, just imagine Rods wandering through a pub in a in a loud t-shirt, just yeah. uh, pint in hand. That's that. That's what I was picturing listening to it. The the music just made me think of carrying a pint, like yeah. halfway to being completely drunk. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I I don't. I never think. Yeah, I never think of of me walking through a pub drunk. I think of Rods walking <laughs> through a pub drunk. So uh, yeah, that's yeah. a bit of a weird one. But uh, yeah, that's my thought process. <laughs> yeah, so I absolutely check them out if you, if you like what you hear. Um, even even just have a little look through their back catalogue just to have a laugh at some of the song names because they are yeah. fantastic and they they play it play in Cardiff regular and I'm sure uh, across the Wales. So hopefully when when it's um, when the time comes you can you can check them out if they're playing in your area. So that was the first alternative Wales soundtrack for Love by My Name Is Ian. <laughs> To finish the show off, then we're gonna have a little game, uh, and it's a game I've named "Play Your Caps Right." Do you see what I did there? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so the aim of the game is um, the boys are gonna take it in turns to answer whether uh, a Welsh player has uh, higher or lower caps than the one before. So the mo- the the uh, the player with the most points wins the first round, first game of player caps right. So we're going to start with um, a man who's 
thankfully looking like he's uh, fit again and hopefully will stay fit for the Euros. Played played yesterday in uh, in their side's win over promoted Norwich. It's David Brooks. So David Brooks has already played 16 times for Wales. So, Kaus, we're going to start with you. Has Richard Duffy got more or less caps than David Brooks? Right. Um, 16, you said, wasn't it? 16 caps. I've been... I remember Duffy playing a fair few games, but I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say the lower. <laughs> You're right, Kaus. Oh, thank you. Well, when, <laughs> when, when finds the Kaus? How That's... did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. He played thirty you times. You haven't got your phone on you, have you, right, uh, Ross? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> Kaus, uh, he I, played... I only go by landline, Kaus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the government listening to my thoughts. So... <laughs> he played 13 times. It was a weird period for Wales, that, when he was playing. Oh, thir- 13, was it? 13, yeah, 13. times, yeah. <laughs> it was a weird period. There was a lot of people who came, came and went quite quickly. Some stuck around, some didn't. But, I, I'd yeah. have gone yeah. for more, I, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I did think about going for more, but I, I decided on less in the end. Right. So, Rod, um, you've got um, uh, Laura McAllister, obviously in the news at the moment, who's going for the FIFA role. Um, yeah. Laura McAllister, did she play for Wales more times or less times than Richard Duffy? Thirteen. Richard Duffy was, was it? Correct. I actually listened to her on Ellis James's thing the other day. Uh... So, but I can't remember because she didn't play many because they didn't have many yeah. fixtures yeah, I'm going to say more though I think it was a bit more she did play more 24 times I think That's she played for Good Wales shout. for four years and yeah. she didn't miss a game um, I think she was one in, in one of the first ever Wales women's teams that was uh, accepted by the FAW which is crazy really that this is the mid 90s and yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is that is surprising actually I'm quite yeah. surprised at that it's, it's frightening but, we've uh, come a long way we've come we a have way. come a long way yeah. uh, Kaus <laughs> Uh, Lewin Nyatanga, his mother comes Ooh. from Bangor. Did he play more yeah. or less times for Wales than Laura McAllister? Ooh. Do you know what? I remember his debut and I remember be- being so excited about this potential legend of a defender for Wales. Never really happened, did it? Was it Paraguay? Um, was, it, was, it, was it Paraguay? I think it was, wasn't it? Was it a nil-nil draw? It was, I think it yeah. was. I, I, think, I think they were due to play England, weren't they, in the, in the World Cup? That's right. Um, so yeah. I think I think we we we're, we're the usual warmer back for England, this, not this, for this, this Yeah, two thousand and six, wasn't it? This mm. isn't an um, eggheads audition. Let's get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, hey, I'm just giving you a bit of background info. That's all. But I probably get this wrong now after all that. I I think uh, what we say in twenty yeah twenty four wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Laura, Laura got twenty four. Yeah. I th- oh, it's it's gonna be it's obviously close because I'm gonna go for less. Oh, you're Laura. wrong. You're wrong. Oh, not only was it not that close, thirty-four caps Lewin Nyatanga wow. had. Christ wow! Wow! Yeah, I know. Like that. I, 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 you know what? I can't remember thirty-three of them, other than the Paraguay game. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> <either>. <laughs> right, uh, Rod, over to you to take the advantage. Did Danny Coyne have more or less caps for Wales Ooh. than Lewin Nyatanga? Danny Coyne. Uh, Goalkeeper obviously didn't play much as far as I remember, but uh, no, less. Got to be yes. less, surely. Yeah, he had yeah. sixteen. He had sixteen. 
it, it was a weird time for for Wales keepers because I feel yeah. like Paul Jones had a good spell, but I think it was like after Southall, before Hennessy, it was like this sort yeah. of weird spell. Joe Paul Jones I think had quite a few, didn't he? But then we all know we, we yeah. all know he got to fifty anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we know that the haircut. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but there was a few in there. I think Mark Crossley had a few games. Lewis Price. Yeah, uh, Boaz Myhill. There was a few in there before Hennessy really, yeah, sort of took took the baton. Right, so Danny Coyne had sixteen. Kaus, everyone's favourite Scorio um, pundit, Malcolm Allen. Ooh. Oh, I, I, I thought you were going to be saying, "Oh, I'm Tidder Jones." Then I thought that'd be oh. easy enough. <laughs> no, uh, um, no offence, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to go for. I'd have to go for more. No, he didn't. Oh, he only, rubbish at this. He only played 14 <laughs> times. I was quite shocked when oh, I saw that. Wow. The, the legend that is Malcolm Allen. Yeah, you'd right. think playing Premier League football, he'd, he'd have got more than that. but. Yeah, absolutely. Right, so to pull away then, Rod, Malcolm Allen, he played with him at youth level, I think, at Watford. Uh, Ewan Roberts, did he have more or less than uh, Malcolm Allen? Right. I'm just going to go in with higher because I I think he la- he was around the scene longer, but I'm not sure whether he. I, th- I think I think he got sixteen, didn't he? He got fifteen. One more 15. than Malcolm. So there so Rod, well done, well done, mate. Kaus, you got some work to do now. I hate this game. I and hate it. I'm not going to lie; it's, it's not going to get any easier. Um, oh. Cause, so you and Roberts, um, instead. Uh, so you've got Megan Win. So Megan Win, I think uh, she's currently out with a with a torn ACL. Uh, she plays yeah. for Bristol City and Wales. Uh, what, what are you thinking? Higher or lower than Ewan Roberts? Megan win. win. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go higher. Oh, got a fifty-fifty chance. Have I lost? Oh, the, have I done it again? again? Yeah, oh. she's got fourteen. Right. I, I, think my, yeah, I think my Wi-Fi's gone down, lads. Can I just? <laughs> you're gonna that, have to. You, you're gonna have to get on Wikipedia cows for next week, mate. There's some, <laughs> some practicing you got to do now. That Richard Duffy yeah. success of the start's gone to your head, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, so honestly done that one as well. <laughs> to pull that one out of the bag, fair play. Right, so in, uh, Megan Wynn had 14 caps. Did Jermaine Easter have more or less? Do I win a speedboat? So, <laughs> so. you, you'll win a mystery box. It could be a speedboat in the mystery box. Mystery box. This one doesn't matter, does it? No. I don't think Jermaine Easter had many. I'm going lower. Correct. He had, uh, he had oh, 12. This, this is a stitch-up. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> right, Kaus. Jermaine yeah. Strad 12, did yeah. everyone's favourite former Carmarthen Town manager and current criminal, allegedly. <laughs> not, not allegedly, mate. He's in jail. <laughs> how do you know? How do you know what I'm about to say? Absolute spurial. <laughs> it's Mark Hazelwood. Did Mark Hazelwood yeah. have more or less? Than he he, he absolutely... I've got to get this one. He absolutely had to have more. He did. He had 39 yeah. caps. Way, way more. Right. Get in there. Last last <laughs> one, Rod. Can you make it five out of five? If I get this, I'm doing a uh, Robert Earnshaw cartwheel. <laughs> so I've made a connection. A virtual cartwheel. So it's Steve Morrison. He used to be shite. Now he's all right. We all knew he was never really all right. He was always shite. <laughs> Absolute shite from the Did he have Steve? I hate, I hate the guy. Nothing, nothing personal. But... It doesn't sound personal, to be fair. He was just... Oh. 
I remember him uh, watching him play for Leeds once, and it's the worst shot I've ever seen. It's gone uh, <laughs> backwards for a throw-in, and it was a full-on volley. So if he's had more than who was it? Who was Hazelwood. Hazelwood nah, had thirty-nine. He's had less than that, surely. Yeah, he had twenty. He had a good run in the team under Speedo. One was too many. <laughs> he scored a total of one goal. Do you remember that game at the uh, Millennium Stadium against England? And he was our nine that day. Oh my! No. <laughs> Tell you what, it's, you, it was, we- you could have put a wheelie bin there and <laughs> be more mobile. <laughs> it was such a shame because that that team was like really good. Because Bellamy was still playing when he and we had Bellamy and Bale either side of him, yeah. and like obviously Ramsey was boss in the midfield, and we I, had I know, Steve I know, Morrison up front. Uh... I know, I know. Bellamy gets. Uh, I know a lot of fans. He, you know, you love him or hate him, but Bellamy was sold so short by that team in them years, wasn't he? Oh, was, big yeah. time! He deserved yeah. so much more, didn't he? Ugh, definitely. Yeah. Well, that was that was play your caps right, and Rodri yeah. smashed it five out of five. Kaus, you got some work to do. Bit of revision for next week, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to book the week off and just uh, just revise. I think. Yeah. Get uh, get Phil Stead's Red Dragons down you. I think I've, I've read it four times. I should well, know better than yeah, this. It's terrible. Shocking, shocking. You got stuck <laughs> on the Richard Duffy page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it is. Uh, so I think I think that's it. I think uh, that is the first episode of um, of Alternative Wales, the podcast. Um, it's been a bit shoddy, um, but we got there. Uh, so it's only going to get better from here. I hope. Um, so all I've got to say is, if you want to buy the fanzine. Get it online, alternativewales.com forward slash shop. Issue two is coming out in June. Uh, Kaus, Rod, you got anything to plug? Um, go, and, go and find a compilation of Steve Morrison's uh, shots on YouTube. That'll yeah. Be, that, well worth your time. That's going to be the first thing I do when I come off here now, uh, yeah. alongside uh, revising uh, revising caps. Can I just say for the record, uh, Rodri had much easier. Uh, I did, yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. It was yeah. it was luck of the draw, Kaus. I've got to say, yeah. I I wrote down a load of players in a list. I didn't really yeah. think about who would have who, and unfortunately, you know, you can't just have just have a look through Twitter here. A lot of a uh, lot of people, um, conspiracy theorists, uh, saying it was uh, you know the deck was loaded against me. But hey, I'm not to say I'm not to say whether that's true or not. But if we're gonna get um, into conspiracy theories as well, uh, Steve Morrison can crop up again because where did his hair come from later on in his career? A very fair yeah, point. Absolutely, he was born a bit like full time, yeah. and then yeah. he's he's in the school of Pepe and Martin Skirtle. Both 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 found hair at a very very late age. Two trips to Turkey. Fat, like, yeah. I just, just imagining like Steve Steve Morrison like finding some hair somewhere <laughs> like in a ditch in that yeah. bin that replaced him up front for Wales. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So if you've got any any thoughts or feelings or questions or lawsuits, you can email us at contact at alternativewales dot com. And that's that's episode one. Uh, and uh, and thank you, Rod. Thank you, Kaus. Thank you. Nice one. Cheers, boys.